We've been recording for 20 minutes already. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined, as ever, by Bob. 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 <laughs> Bob. Bob. Um, and, uh, hey, Bob, give me your level again. My level is this. Oh, okay, that is a much better level. I like it. Um, yeah, and this is, uh, this is going to be for March 8th. 2023 we're gonna be talking about comic books um i'm gonna pull up the comic books that are here so that i can see them and uh yeah and i'm gonna react to what you're saying in real time ah (laughs) it's it's been kind of a weird week uh it's not a not exactly a huge week but there's so many good books yeah there's five weeks this week this month so it's a Uh, weird staggering of books i think i think that might be it uh but I also noticed that I was missing Poison Ivy this week for oh, some no. reason. I've got a weird shipment that's like late or something. So Whack. We shall see what happens with that. But uh, just when we get to pee, know that there was a Poison Ivy that should be there, uh, and I'm not going to mention it. Uh, poison Ivy. Poison that's Ivy. It. Number, Number 10. 10. That's it. Why uh, I, I don't even know why I knew that. I don't know. Uh, I don't collect that comic. I don't <laughs> even read it. It's, but I knew that number 10 was out this up week. All of that space in your brain. Yeah, I do prepare for the sh- for the for the to do some research a little bit. Good. So I know what's I don't out. know what's going on and I run this store. Um <laughs> okay, anyway, uh let's just talk about it. Um okay, what is there any housekeeping? So my Kickstarter's any. still going. I need 60 bucks. Give me Whoa, 60 bucks. Somebody, yeah. somebody give me 60 bucks. Just up your uh, pledge by 5 that, bucks. Put that thing over the edge. Uh, and so close. You'll, you, how many days? It's got 10 days left. Oh, and, you'll make it. And I also have I have the books coming in in three days. Oh. So the books are showing up on Friday. Wow. Which I'm really happy about. That's so. cool. Already done? Already? Yeah, yeah. It's all Whoa. like I sent them off to the printer early. Wow. I was like, fuck this. Put it on a credit card and just assume that this is going to get wow. <laughs> funded. Yeah, just do a do an Instagram post saying you need 60 bucks and yeah, you'll get yeah. it. Um, and that's it. So there's that. Um, God, I feel like there was something else, but whatever. Nothing else terribly important. Let's talk about comic books. Yay. Specifically, let's talk about the adventures of Superman, uh, Jonathan Kent. Yeah. Or John Kent, let's yeah. say. Uh, I love this. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. Um, there's, We were just talking about it. I was mentioning the fact that it was like, would have been one of my favorite books of the week were it not for the fact that it feels like we're really running this whole there's a blank and it's killing all of the blanks in the multiverse <laughs> uh, story into uh, the ground. In this one, we've got Ultraman from the Injustice universe and he's killing off all of the uh, Kal-El's. The Supermans. The Supermans from across yeah. the universes. One thing that I was very excited about seeing, and I don't think it's a big spoiler, is that we've got Val Zod in this mm. one. From the, from I, as it referred to, the now classic Earth 2 series. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. Uh, Self-mythologize much? Yeah. I, I would, mean, it's, it's good, but it's like not I mean, classic. I would say more of the classic uh, Grant Morrison uh, action Oh, comics. no. So Calvin is Grant Morrison's Black Superman. Val Zod is Tom Taylor's Earth 2 Superman. Also, what the fuck? There's two Black Superman. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I was thinking that it was President Superman. It's not. No, but he's oh. going to be in it, I think. I like President Superman. I like, yeah, he's better. Yeah. His name's Calvin. That's right. His name is Calvin. I can't remember what his last name is, though. It's Maybe it's probably starts there was a with a V K. in it that I got confused. Um, anyway, but yeah, 
Yeah, but this is the so basically this is like a multiversal Superman story where Tom Taylor is revisiting several of his formerly written highly praised Injustice. Injustice is coming. Uh, this one is Earth Two, uh, which is the when New Fifty Two started and they decided that the Justice Society didn't exist and they basically they made a series called Earth Two and it had the Justice Society characters but they were young. Weren't what, wait? Did Tom Taylor do Earth Two? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't know if he did the whole thing, but he did. Oh, wow. He did uh, most of it. Interesting. Similar to Injustice. I, for some reason, I thought that that was uh, the what's his name, the guy that you would hire for that job that did Starman. Roy and, Thomas. <laughs> no. no, no, the other Starman. James Robinson. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he does a lot of work for. I could have sworn the big that co- was him, but the, I, you know, my brain. He might have started it, and Tom holes. Taylor ended it, maybe. Yeah, maybe that, that could be. I, didn't, I remember. It's not a. Thing I remember I, being super. All I remember about Earth Two was being super mad at it. I remember that they were like, "Oh my god!" It was it was this big moment where it was like, "Look at this! We've got a gay character, and this is really cool." Oh my god, he's in a relationship. We're gonna see this guy, this gay man, in an actual relationship as opposed to you know them fridging his. Oh, they fridged him. Mm. And literally, like, it took one issue for them to fridge his husband. It was literally, I've got a ring for you, something explodes, and he's dead. And I was Mm. like, fuck you, and fuck this series, and go to hell. Yeah. But that's all. Anyway, uh, Almighty... Oh, he did. James Robinson did write it, and then Tom Taylor took it over. Okay. Uh, Almighty, number two. And I... Because I remember blaming James Robinson for that. Yeah. (laughs) So that is not on Tom Taylor. That is on James Robinson. Yeah, there were other. There was another writer as and well, and that was probably think, editorial that fridged uh, Green Green Lantern's husband on that one. Yeah, they did redesign Jay Garrick in a way that was cool. I liked his thing, and I yeah. actually I liked the uh, no, there, Hawk, there were, Hawk Woman redesign as well. From aside from aside from that moment of like gross editorial interference because of their absolute fear of doing anything that looked vaguely progressive, <laughs> um, pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was a pretty all right series. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man number twenty one. Holy fuck! Yeah, I loved it. It's great. Oh my god, uh, this is this is absolutely awesome. I love this character. I yeah. love this villain, uh, and I love this big crazy nonsense that's going on here. This was uh, perfect. This was yeah. a plus. A yeah, plus if you were one. if you were waiting to find out what happened that year gap of Spider Man, this guess. is the this <laughs> is the them them starting to tell it, and it's actually. It is. It's going to be it's a cool. worthwhile. Series. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm really. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned Almighty, but Almighty is back, and I. I did like the first issue of Almighty quite a bit. I actually liked the second issue better yes, than good. the first issue. I didn't get a chance um, to check this one out because it, it's more of the the fleshing out of yeah. the of the story. But I. Uh, I. I dig it. Almighty this is, the is crazy. Cool. A cultish Mad Max thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Mad Maxian kind of world, but there's also like this weird kind of like kidnapping, and it's like a I don't know. It's hard to explain it. Um, this this kind of like mutant assassin is is uh, trying to rescue this girl, and bring her to this specific place. But this one tells you more about like the world and that they're in, and um, that that assassin yeah. lady is a badass. Yes. It's cool. I like the art. I like the story. It's good. <laughs> okay. Definitely the biggest surprise this week for me, uh, because you told me to read it, uh, and I would not have I would not have read this unless you, had, unless you had pointed me there. But this is the big crossover between Avengers and Avengers Assemble, 
uh, Avengers this week, number 66. Yeah. Sweet Jiminy. What a crazy issue. I loved this. <laughs> I would I again I would give this I'd give this an A minus just because it's so full of nonsense, but yeah. man. It gets extra points for being completely nonsense. Whoa, um, wow. It was weird because when it first started coming out, this is part eight of this storyline that's ending um Jason Aaron's Avengers run. And honestly, there's just so many elements to it and it's so yeah. but I just I love like the what I was thinking is that like all these guys that work for Marvel and they do these stories and then they get turned into these huge movies and they're, they're never really compensated and they don't really get very much credit and they're all kind of bitter and all these guys, he just basically made the most ape shit fucking comic <laughs> that you could never make a fucking you movie of it. Like you couldn't no even be begin to, to make a movie this. of this and, or, or, a, or an animated movie or a show or yeah, anything yeah. like you just couldn't like, but I would be willing to bet that there are elements of this that will at some point make their way. But I oh, look cosmic, absolutely. cosmic I mean, Kazar is my favorite part. From, yeah. There's, from there's like four or five things that are big spoilers that are well worth your time to actually check out and see yeah. I'm just gonna, how crazy they are. I'm going to spoil cosmic Kazar. Yeah, Cause yeah. it's just like such a weird no, thing where like he apparently was last appeared like uh, over a year ago in the series and then just shows up in this one as the new Herald of Galactus yep. from the future. And it's Kazar, but he has cosmic powers. And it's just like, and that's like two panels of this comic. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. there's just so that's many. that's not even the craziest thing that happens. Oh, no, no, there's no, a, not there even kind of. There is a real crazy moment that happens yeah. that was like yeah. super badass. I, super badass. I did, I'm not bringing this one home, but I actually, I really had to like convince myself not yeah. to buy it. Like it took some time. You had to convince yourself to not go back eight issues and buy the entire I run. I literally had like the whole storyline. <laughs> well, not all of it, but like you, yeah, you were yeah. missing like one in the back issues, but like I almost did. And then I was just like, eh, uh, I had to convince myself not to do it because I wanted to buy older back issues instead. All right. Well, we also have the manga of Ayashimon, the first one. Ooh. We've got to bat girls of volume two trade paperback better than people are giving it credit for it's a good series and also the title is batgirl summer which i thought was great Aww. uh batman number 133 i am not reading this i should be uh yeah this there's a new so uh so yeah he's on an alternate earth and he's dead on this earth so now there's a batman and there was no batman before so he makes a batman out of <laughs> sports clothing <laughs> nice that's pretty good <laughs> that's pretty good yeah uh i do think the the backups are a little lackluster on this i'd rather have them just do the comic without the backups but whatever i kind of always would prefer that but uh, well they had the ones with leo romero art where they did zurinar and i was like oh, okay yeah, like, that's, that's right. fucking cool that's like that's that felt like worth it you know like but nah. it's so funny like when i pick up old books when i pick up like an action comics from like from eh, say the 80s I'm always excited about the backups. I'm always really stoked to have weird, you know, two yeah. stories or three oh, yeah. stories. Um, and it feels strange that now when I get them in modern books, I'm bummed out by it. So well, I don't know. Maybe it, I'm just. The old backups were either reprints of older stuff that were cool to rediscover or they were trying to re 
debut or like put out new features they'd be like check this out they're 70s backups and eh, you get like those alex saviak right, right, right. no offense if you're listening alex saviak but your yeah. art is really boring um but like the 80s really is what i'm thinking of like specifically uh, like there are two or three of those that you like you'll just grab one of them out of nowhere and they'll have the craziest backup story they'll have a story that is like yeah it's a backup because you couldn't tell it otherwise Specifically, all I can think of is it was like 667 or something like that, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. There's a dead man backup in oh, one nice. of those. And he and the devil possess Ronald Reagan and Gorbachev. Oh, wow. And they're at a state dinner and they're basically discussing whether or not he's going to make Gorbachev nuke the world or some insane oh, wow. shit. Is that sounds like a, is that Action Comics Weekly? It was, yeah, it was Action yeah. Comics Weekly. Yeah. Um, so nuts. Yeah, I've been really into the Green Lantern Tales of the Green Lantern core. Oh yeah. Um I remember really liking that. Yeah, there were some there the were some really some good ones. Bananas characters which I really loved. To this day, my favorite thing that Alan Moore ever wrote is one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I've read a lot of his stuff and it's all very good, but man, the Didn't one Neil with Neil Gaiman write one of those as well? Probably. I believe so. Yeah. The one that Moore did with Bill Willingham that's uh the Rotlop fan, the yeah, yeah. the blind Green Lantern yeah, yeah. from the Black Universe, the Dark Universe, whatever it is, the word the light, so and Katma. Who speaking of people who were uh, characters that were just fridged, yeah, Katma Tui. Yeah. She was fridged in Action Comics Weekly. In fact, Jiminy Jillikers. They didn't bring her back. She was great. Um. Anyway. Anyway, Batman and the Joker. They make a deadly duo in Joker and the Batman. The deadly duo number five. Yes. Uh, Batman and Superman make the world's finest in the new hardcover edition of the first few issues of that. A plus, highest possible recommendation. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So good. Uh, Berserk Deluxe Edition Volume 13, I believe that is the last edition of Berserk. No, maybe not. No, that couldn't possibly be. There's like 50. This is the manga, not the the Keanu Reeves. Not, Not the Keanu thing. There is a Black Panther number 15 out this week. Yep. Uh, there is a Blood Tree number two out this week from Image Comics I and couldn't Mad remember. Ghost Studios. I could not remember the first issue, so I didn't read number Nor two. Nor could I, honestly. Uh, Bloodline Daughter of Blade number two continues yeah. to be Marvel's Buffy. Yeah. Which is obviously a no-brainer, and of course they had to do that at some point. Yeah. What a good idea. Um Blue Beetle, Jamie Rees, Trade Paperback, Book 2. Cool. Is out. This thing is one of those, like, old-style, big-ass phone books on newsprint. Oh. And $17. Wow. It's, like, the size of one of those big-ass old Teen Titans ones. Cool. That they used to sell, and it's $16.99. That is so fucking cheap. Yeah, that's so great. Weird. That is, like, the best of value. And those books are great. I still think the ra- my radical idea of making comics affordable uh, is, you know, being a way to sell them. I is, think, uh, I mean, especially, it's so it's so crazy when you think about the fact that, like, Marvel and DC are basically giving away this stuff because they have no, they, they just own it outright, and they don't need to pay anybody for so much of this shit. Yeah. And they're just like, well, still, we gotta make sure that we charge $30 for whatever book. It's yeah. Like, how about making them? cheap yeah we got to put it on fancy paper so you think it's worth more it's like yeah. nah not I'm, really i'm not fooled <laughs> we 
We got Blue Box Graphic Novel Volume 3. It's a sexy manga about Ooh, something. Boxes. Uh, we got Cherish Number 5 by uh, Katana Collins. Cool. And uh, let us see. Children of the Black Sun Number 3. I have zero idea what this is. Yeah, it's got an X-Men homage cover. It does. Uh, and we also have uh, uh, one of the bigger books this week. We got uh, the first actual printing of Clear, number one, that is by Scott Snyder and Francis Manipal. I liked it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was better than okay. I think it's better than okay, too. Uh, I, honestly, ever since you pointed out the fact that <laughs> the fucking character looks just like Pink Lemonade, I'm so mad. Yeah. I that, find myself incredibly irritated by how this design is just... And it's uh, funny, it's too, really because... It's not boosted, but man, it's fucking close. No, yeah, it's not boosted, but it is... And, and if you read the comic, there's, like, a really specific yeah. reason why the character looks like that, but, like, that bubble head motorcycle jacket motorcycle costume yeah. like it is so it when and especially with the covers that have like that pink coloring it's like i don't know but francis manipool is very good and yep. scott snyder when he wants to be is very good and i like yeah. this it's like a noir uh blade runner meets uh vr yeah <laughs> yeah exactly because yeah. it meets the uh the holodeck from Star Trek. Yeah, sort of. Except for it's like the the concept being that like you you get technology that allows you you pay for it and it and it changes the world into like a cartoon or like yes. a black and white film or like whatever it is, you know. So yeah. um and then this guy clear the whole concept of being clear is is moving through the world without technology altering your perception of it. Yeah. Um, I did really like this story when it was Tokyo Ghost as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, oh, ouch. hey. Guess what? It is just stolen from Tokyo Ghost. Um, anyway, <laughs> that is the story of Tokyo Ghost, is that everyone's so jacked into cyber technology in the in the punk rock whatever future that only the Tokyo Ghost, as she's known because she doesn't use any of the technology, can navigate without being tracked. Mm. And so she and Lead Dent, the uh, the giant, like Judge Dread monster on a motorcycle, who's nothing but technology and is losing himself to to the technology, and it's this sad story about her trying to reclaim him from technology. Is she going to lose him forever? Because mm. he's too jacked in, and he's all cybernetic enhancements. Well, there may be things in common, but this story is is it's not that story. No. no. No one's trying to save anybody. It's a murder mystery. You gotta murder everybody. Uh Fantastic Four number five. I really did not like the art in this, but I love this comic. I thought the art was fine and it's I fine. loved it. It's passable. I thought it was a great book. Just I don't like how the thing looks. Yeah, sure. It's important to me that the thing look like the thing. The thing look like the thing. <laughs> You got the thing. Got to look like the thing. Yes, the thing has a very specific look, and I don't understand it when people don't get it right. Fair. Anyway, um, I do like the comic. Yes, uh, Flash number seven ninety four. I guess oh, man. the first cover appearance of the Flash's daughter because it's sold out. Well, in her new costume, but um, and her new code name, which is not a good code name, but um, Squishy. I will say. 
the reason why you want to read that comic, if you can find a copy, apparently, I guess it's sold out, uh, is the Jay Garrick shit that happens at the end is totally badass. Awesome. Totally badass. It's like one of the coolest things that Jay Garrick has ever done. Cool. And a very great use of super speed that you don't see uh, every day. In fact, I don't think has ever been seen. Nice. Um, we got the Flash One Minute War. Start the clock. Number one one shot. So yeah, it's not really a number one. It's a one shot. It's a but it's a reprint of the first chapters of this storyline. Yes, uh, the gimmick number one from Ahoy Comics. Yeah, it's about wrestling. It's a, one of them wrestle comics. Yeah, Gospel number five. Completing the series. It's the final issue, and I love loved this. When this is a trade, if you didn't get it as issues, get Gospel. It's so good. Like yeah. it's not about. I mean, it it is sort of about religion, but in a commentary right. kind of way, not in a like cool religion Jesus right. way. Like it's just <laughs> like very, very, very good comic and a cool story. And I can didn't I, read this one because I didn't. can I use that as a stage name. What is it? Cool Religion Jesus? Yes. I'm going to start rapping so that <laughs> nice. I can be Cool Religion Jesus. <laughs> I like that. That works. Uh, okay. CRJ. <laughs> CRJ. Okay. Know Your Station, number four. It's about a space station. It is a comic that I did not enjoy the first issue of, so I did not continue reading, so I don't know if it's any good. I didn't read it either. Mary Jane and Black Cat, number four. This is another comic I didn't read. This is a comic that has uh, Mary Jane's boobs looking wicked weird on the cover. Oh. Well, she is known for her weird boobs, after all. Weird boobs, I tell you. Monstrous Volume 7 Devourer trade paperback. Hey, look at that. Uh, Moon Knight 21. Has has Monstrous Number 7 been out for a really long time? Yes, it has. Is this the first time I'm getting it in the store? (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm sorry, everybody. I totally fucked up on this. Oh, I have man. no idea how I did that. But uh, there it is. The previous catalog is 300 pages long. It's um, probably I how. mean, yeah, the fact that my orders are fucking just epic wastes of my time. The fact that, you know, I'll scroll through 17 pages of anime booby statues, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'll keep going, and then I'll miss one tiny thing because it was sandwiched somewhere between two like the furry statues and I'm like I didn't want to have to look at every single one of these goddamn things yeah but then you know every time I don't do it I miss something yeah uh moon knight 21 is out mm. and new mutant lethal legion ooh this was Great. a big. This ended up being a big Marvel week for me. I really liked this comic. Yeah, same. That's cool. I like that Martha, the brain, the floating brain, has a body now. Yeah. And uh, I just I like the idea of the older New Mutants characters training up a new mm-hmm. team. Also, this character um, Escapade or whatever she's yeah, called yeah. that has her cool, her power school. Yeah. I can't think of another mutant that has that power. Yeah, she trades places with people, like physically in space. So if someone will be like running and then all of a sudden they're standing in a different place, like what? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I liked it. I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. Halfway through, I I was not understanding it until about the halfway mark in the thing. I was like, well, they didn't. Oh, now I understand. Yeah. So the first part is they fight <laughs> that guy and those other guys. And then the second part is they're infiltrating a bad guys team. Uh, and it's it's. Martha and Escapade and uh, Gabby, the little Wolverine clone. Yeah. 
I got confused because I totally thought that she was uh, was karma. Like uh, I, I was just like, well, isn't that what karma does? I thought that she was just like no, taking she, over people's brains, but she no, she possesses people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's different. Which I, why she's called karma? It seems kind of like ignorant. I think, I think it's just some ignorant racial racial shit. Yeah, I think so. It's just like why she like I don't know. Just that's her that, well, name that has was, nothing honestly, to do that with was her the thing, That was what I thought. I was like, oh, they renamed her because of that ignorant fucking name that they chose for her. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, because they switched places. I just thought they meant switch places mentally, but I, no. it's. I physical. do think that this is a relaunch, and, and having had read the previous yeah. New Mutant series, perhaps these characters aren't... There's, like, recap stuff. And one thing that Marvel does have over DC uh, all over the place is recaps. Like, yep. you, you really do need them. Uh, they're important. Agree. Um, yeah. High marks on this one. Really, yeah, I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it, and I loved the uh, the their code names. Whatever they basically they make up new identities for themselves at the yes, end. Yes, because to they're infiltrate doing, they're Count Nefarious. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I, liked it. I I love I love Gabby, and I I'm still curious as to whether or not her Wolverine is super powered. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know. Does does that does that actual Wolverine have any superpowers, or is it just a regular Wolverine? I was hoping very much that it did because they're constantly putting it into positions where people with massive healing factors are getting horribly <laughs> wounded, uh, and I'm constantly in a comic book concerned for the life of this fake Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, uh, but uh, whatever. Honestly, don't know much about this character. I I read this series religiously and basically the relationship between X23 and and her was just I mean again Tom Taylor fucking yeah. just can do magic. Yeah, he's a good writer. And that stuff was great. Uh anyway, yes, she's now Scout. Oh. Okay. She decided to change her name from Honey Badger. Honey Badger's but, way better cuz she felt like it was too dated, which I think is probably true. Eh. <laughs> I mean, is, is is a there uh, are still honey badgers in the world? Yeah, that's my thing. It's like you're you've got animal powers. Name yourself after an animal. It's way cool. True. That's what I'd do if I had those powers. I wouldn't be named after scouts. They're <laughs> lame. I sell cookies. Oh, they're good cookies though. They are actually. Uh, that's true. Nice House on the Lake Volume Two is out. The trade paperback. Killa. Nightcrawlers number two is out. Continues to be to completely impenetrable. Yep. I don't know. I'm not even going to try on if there's another issue of it. Yep. Agree. Uh, Power Rangers trade paperback volume six is out. Uh, and Predator number one, the new one uh, by Ed Brisson. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. I loved this. Nice. This was uh, set firmly on the. Uh, what are they called? Are they the Yahweh planet or Yawin? Whatever the predators you are. You know called. much more about this stuff uh, than I do. They're, they're literally, uh, if you enjoyed the movie Predators, uh, the, the one where they were all dumped onto the predator hunting planet, mm. and there were like broken cases everywhere, and they were just being hunted, and you, you know, you had all of the best hunters from different eras, and they're all put into cryo sleep. So that there are people who everybody thinks it's a different year because huh. they were everybody was put to sleep and then woken up at this certain time. Uh, turns out that it's 
it's maybe a little bit of a spoiler. It's later than they think it is, uh, which we find out at the end when we have a new introduction, which is fucking badass. And I'm really excited to see this go forward. Hmm. Uh, there is finally something that is put into where the Predator series generally tends to be cheating. Like one of the problems I've always had with the Predator thing is that they're like, all right, so we're going to give you these little guns and we're going to have lasers and we're going to have bulletproof armor. We're 20 times stronger than you and all of this shit. And it's like, and we're going to test our prowess by hunting you. And it's like, no, you're not. I mean, so it's like regular hunting. Exactly. But I mean, (laughs) but that's the thing is that it's like, sure, but it's not doing the thing that you say it is. And then in this, there's finally somebody that is better than them introduced in this. Oh, cool. And I think that is an interesting addition. I mean, I guess it's not exactly like regular hunting because regular hunting is like, we're weaker and slower than you, but we're going to use these tools we invented in order to even the playing field as opposed to like, we're, we're stronger and faster than you even without our tools. Right. But we're going to also give ourselves more better tools. Exactly. We're 10 times stronger than you naked. And then we're going to strap on all of this armor and invisibility technology and guns that can blow your chest out. Yeah. <laughs> that are like heat seeking. It's a good point. It's it's very it's not not a fair. It's not very fight. sporting. It's never very sporting with the predators, uh, and it and it does it does confuse me when they're like, well, you know, this is the best guy from this era, and he's got a fucking musket, and it's like, sure, he's great with his musket, as good as you can be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesse Ventura with his minigun stood a way better chance. Yeah, it's a good but point. There you go. Anyway, I will I will say this is probably my favorite Predator comic that I have ever read, actually. Wow. Like excluding Aliens versus Predators comics, which are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But like Solo Predator, I think this is probably the best one I've ever read. Nice. Uh Rogue Sun Eleven is out. Cool. Scarlet Witch Three is out. Cool. Uh with a really cool WandaVision cover on one of them. Yeah. And, and uh She teams up with Polaris. Polaris who for some reason even though they're sisters she's like oh hello Polaris it's like why are you calling her superhero name like (laughs) it's your sister her name's Lorna (laughs) Uh, because she's a cold monster yeah I don't know I don't know Polaris is one of those characters that the new X-Men series has turned like into a complete asshole and like I don't really get it because it's like she was kind of fucked up always but she was never just like a total asshole I think she has been a total asshole in the past. I mean, she I was mean, like, at times, but she like, was like literally a villain for a while. Well, right. But like, did you read X? I read X Factor oh, the whole well, time. I mean, she wasn't yeah, an yeah. asshole. Then. No, she wasn't an asshole in X Factor. She That's became true. an asshole, I guess. True. Now it's canon. It's now canon. She's I just mean, a fucking asshole. Everyone has been an asshole at one point in their superhero journey. Even Iceman was kind of an asshole, but I actually liked it. We'll talk about that later, though. I. Uh, <laughs> there was a change in Iceman's powers in this one that I thought was funny. Sort of. Maybe. I mean, I've never seen him do it before. I've never seen that happen before. Huh, I have. Okay. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so Silver Server Ghost Light, number two. I love this comic. It's great. I posted online. Legitimately great. I posted a thing online about how much I loved it and how I thought it was like the best Silver Surfer comic in forever. And I got fucking dumped on. Nobody likes it. Really? 
Yeah, it's insane to me. I don't understand it. But everybody was like, Dan Slott, Mike Alred. And I was just like, okay, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad comic, but like, I like this one better personally. I think, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think once you start being like comparing things, then yeah, I think I you've already, you've already gotten to a bad place. Open myself up. But I just think it's really good. What is the best? I think this is a very good Silver Surfer comic. It's not as good as Moebius. Um, I actually think it's good in the same way that the Moebius one is good because it focuses on the cast and not on the Silver Surfer. True. I think it's. I think it is. I, in fact, I compared it to that one, which is I consider probably the best Silver Surfer comic that Jack Kirby didn't create. Interesting. I I like it. One. Um, I like it a lot. I like the way that it's. I like the way that the story is told. That's really what it's all yeah. about. Uh, you're right. I shouldn't it's, compare it's it. A great story. It's told from a different perspective than you would normally have. And again, the fact that you've got this this entirely black cast, which like yep. changes the dynamic of everything. Like it literally, the perspective is so. This is like my one of the most perfect examples of why diversity works in certain things. Yeah. Like when this story is told, if this story was told the way that it would have been told in the 60s, this would have been a whole other fucking story. Just literally by changing the race, you've changed the entirety of the story yeah. and it becomes a more interesting version of what it is because we haven't heard it a million fucking times. Yep. So uh, high marks. Yeah, great, great book. Good. I like it. Uh, Spawn 339 is out. I love that they are going back to the old Spawn look. I really enjoy it. Huh. That is all. Uh, and if you're a big fan of Zuckus, hey, who out there is a big <laughs> fan of Zuckus? I know you're out there. You love the little bug guy. I read it. <laughs> uh, hey, you're the guy. Uh, Bounty Hunters number 32. Honestly. It's the terrible fate of Zuckus. I wanted to know what it was, but then I didn't like the comic, so I'd never found out. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. We'll never know. The fate of Zuckus. Zuckus. Is he psychic? Is that his thing? Can he tell the future? He's got some sort of weird thing going on. I don't know. He's on. only in the movie for like 30 seconds, so I, <laughs> I didn't really get his soul story there. Uh, we've got... Uh, I keep wanting to call her Santana. Santa, because the word Santa is so hard to say. Santa uh. Staros. There's a T underneath it, so I'm just like, it's Santana. Yeah. It's like you've just taken Santana and made it into two words. Um, let's just call her Santana Staros. I'm fine with that. Perfect. Because uh, she's so smooth. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, Rob Thomas. You have Thomas. no idea how much I love that song. <laughs> I really, I, Allie is like, it gets so bad at me because I make her listen to it every time it comes on the radio. I mean, it's just like the ocean under the moon. <laughs> It's the same as the emotion that I get from you. From me? Yeah. Holy shit. It's because uh, you're so smooth. I'm pretty smooth. <laughs> I just waxed. Um, <laughs> High Republic 6 is out. Uh, Stoneheart, number one. What the hell is this? You know, I didn't like it, and so I can't really tell you. Perfect. I, I was like, I should read this. It's a Kubert, uh, like, I assume I it's mean, like Joe Kubert's granddaughter or something. All I, I can say really is know. that, like, looking at it, it did not look like a book that I was going to read, so it. So there you go. It's it's the art style is very strange, because it's like a cross between like that guy that's currently drawing Star Girl, and hmm. like the Kubert brothers, like the like Andy Adam. Yeah, so Kubert. she. So you think she's like a Kubert family member? It's it is a Kubert. Oh, it family is because she's yeah, she's Emma Kubert. 
Yeah, I mean, I assume anyway. I mean, she's got a, a style that is very much yeah. similar to. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I assume it is, but um, it's not bad. Like, it's just like it's not for me. I yep. I picked it up and I was like, I don't know what this is. This uh, all I can say is that it looks like a book that wasn't something that was going to be for me anyway. So I don't think I even can judge it. Uh, Teen Titans Robin trade paperback. This is the uh, this is one of the YA kind yeah. of books. I Looks think fun. it's cool, and I really like the artist Gabriel Piccolo, who yeah, I've yeah. been following on Instagram for literally like ten years. And I, when he got like picked up to do these, I was like, they, and he did the he's Is done he, a bunch. He of them did now. the Beast Boy, the yeah, Teen Titans them. ones, which which are all like some of the best selling books DC has. Yeah, like they are super well regarded. Uh, they did a great job with all that stuff. Definitely. TMNT Armageddon Game Alliance number five. Sweet Jiminy, that's too many words. It's a lot of words. Um, and it's out. Uh, Traveling to Mars number four is out. Mark Russell. Two Graves. Uh, number five is out. Nice. I dig True Graves when I dig True Graves, and then I dig two more. Oh, sounds sad. <laughs> it is sad because I just quoted Sublime. I don't know. I think I should probably. <laughs> probably throw myself off of something yeah. uh west of sundown number nine nice x 23 deadly gen deadly regenesis not deadly genesis yes i Regen- liked this a lot yeah, yeah it's set in the past times it is set in so the... not everybody's acting like an asshole <laughs> well and also it's it's really it would be fairly confusing to people because everyone is living in utopia during this this is that era yeah so or mutopia whatever they called they it they called it utopia she left yes i learned that from when i read about the comic book earlier today yeah so and that's when this is yes that is that is this era this is before she became really all that interesting honestly uh, is this like was it schism when, yeah, this was when, around Yeah, schism. like Wolverine was like, Cyclops, you can't murder people. And <laughs> so he left the utopia yeah. and Cyclops was like, I'm forming this island because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Putting every mutant every, ever once in one single location it worked, worked so out good great for Genosha. <laughs> Genosha was the building block for this. Uh, everything else comes from that. Yep. Uh, I, I liked this quite a bit. I thought nice. it was fun. Uh, I I have loved this series. Basically, I followed X twenty three the whole time it was going on and really dug it. Uh, I only when they basically gave up on the series and wanted it to fail. It seemed like yeah. it was one of those Marvel books that got to a certain point, and then they were like, "And we're going to hire an artist that we're paying twenty five dollars a book," <laughs> and it's like well this looks like somebody drew it with their ass why is this so bad and the art was fucking awful for the last 10 issues of this book that was probably when they were bringing the old wolverine back probably you know because the whole reason she had a book in the first place was because the old wolverine was dead oh that no 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 that was actually uh, honestly i feel like that whole all new wolverine run was gold Oh like, yeah, no, but it was like it. when they were but, like they needed the, a Wolverine, and she was the Wolverine, so she yeah, got yeah. all the good stories. But then they brought the other Wolverine back, so they're like, okay, the A talent goes here, and oh no, this was I'm Z talking about gets... literally the X23 series when it was called X23. Oh okay, that was the one before that, and they just like bailed on it. It got bad, bad, bad right at the end. Hmm. But that series was great too. Like interesting, I uh, I enjoyed it right up until it, they started <laughs> not caring. 
Hopefully we, you still have your back issues because I bet they're valuable. I bet they are too, considering they just did a fucking facsimile edition of number one. Oh. Not even her first appearance, which is like, you know, thousands of dollars in What's her first grade. appearance? Uh, her first appearance is NYX number three, number two, uh, one of them, one of those. That comic that everyone that, read. Yes. <laughs> I had NYX. One that comic... Is that like that Muties comic where it was like actually really good, but no one bought it? Yeah, Muties was actually pretty fun, but this was a great comic. NYX was really good. It suffered from that thing when you make a superhero comic mature in air quotes, mm. where they were you're treading such a thin line to not seem like you're doing. Like you're not just going out of your way, like like juggalo shit, to just be like, and look, there's rape in it. Look, there's Ugh. this, uh, you know, like because X twenty three started as a sex worker, against her will, she was programmed with the sensory stuff to do whatever people wanted her to do, and she was also, and then she was trained to go out and murder people, and they had all sorts of horrible things going on in that NYX book. Ew. Like it was like literally just gross terrible things and it was like they took it too far as far as i'm concerned i remember reading it and being like i haven't read it for 20 years but i remembered thinking at the time this is well written well done and it's a compelling character but they took it too far and i can't remember exactly how it all worked out but i remember that there was a brothel involved and clearly she must have absolutely been either, you know, coerced or whatever. She has a scent trigger that when she smells a certain thing, it would she would black out and then they would send her off to murder people. Well, I know why I didn't buy it. Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> it really is. It's too much. You know what isn't too much? What? I'm going to tell you. It's what? X-Men number 20. I loved it. I mean, maybe too much awesome. Yeah. Holy I loved it. shit. As an Iceman fan... <laughs> there's a great Iceman. There's some really good Iceman in this. Like, he fucking shreds some fucking brood. It's great. <laughs> and also, he has a he had, he has a real, uh, he has a real agreeing with Cyclops' fascism moment, too. <laughs> yeah, there was a weird, like, I, I, we should have wiped all this alien but race out. <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean, it's the brood, like. It's like, they don't they do anything. They murder space whales. It's like, they kind of, like. all they do. <laughs> They they when when you realize that they murdered the space whales, that yeah. that was the point where it's like exactly. they don't you nope. know get these motherfuckers. Uh, and this was there were a few things that even I had missed <laughs> over time. Uh, like I did not know that Brew had been the had been the controller of the entire. I didn't know that either. Race for years. Yeah, I didn't. Um, know that. There's a wonderful moment where we find out specifically like this is a very brew centric issue we find out what was up with him this whole time and actually you know him being in charge of the brood sounds like a very jason aaron thing it does yeah yeah and also i was thinking about this uh i don't remember i don't know when they retconned this but brew's whole thing was that he was the first mutant brood period that was which, it. Which sort of makes sense, except Great. for when you consider that they made broods out of mutants in the past. Which wouldn't they have been mutant broods as well? That's a good point. 
I mean, why is everyone generic except for the X-Men when they're when they're yeah. broods? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, why isn't the Vanguard a bunch of super-powered whatevers from other worlds? Yeah, I don't know. You'd think that there would be a Vanguard of really strong broods that had converted... I yeah, don't know. I mean, you'd think that they would have... Crees or Skrulls or yeah, whatever. They just found have. alien races to incorporate it, then all of a sudden... Like, yeah, if the brood really existed, like, they'd be the dominant force in the galaxy. Absolutely. Like, hands down. Yeah, like, yeah. There's just no way. Because like, they would have they would have taken over Guardian first. Yeah, well, they'd just be like, yeah, whatever trait else. we need, we're just going to, yeah. like, take over that thing and then, like, have those powers and then just give them to all the other ones and... Yeah. Clearly, they re- mute, they they uh, reproduce like bugs. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, because they are xenomorphs. Yes. <laughs> but uh, this is this is my favorite part of this, though, is the the idea that in the future we might have a brood versus aliens fight, which would be great. Yeah, I guess they have. They're going to start a new twentieth century comics imprint at Marvel. Did you read that? I did not. All I know is that we've got Planet of the Apes coming. That's and where it started. Really stoked. There's a. I ordered so heavy on Planet of the Apes. Yeah, the I'm Planet. So excited about Planet this. of the Apes number one is the first uh, in that yeah. imprint, and then everything that's in that imprint will then retroactive. So like Predator, I think, will become part of nice. it afterwards. Cool. I, I think know. that's great. I read about it. I mean, that makes more sense. I like the idea of those universes crossing over. And then having Elseworlds type stories. I wish Marvel would go out of their way to do something that was like, what if has already established the fact that we're only getting one issue of whatever it is. I wish we would get something bigger that's more like an Elseworlds where we know that we can have a mini series of the aliens showing up on the planet of the apes or, well, you know, I know that it's, it's interesting to me that star Wars isn't, hasn't been folded in that they haven't done something Amazing. with that because like star trek met the x-men yeah i mean star trek the next generation met the x-men and you literally had professor x and uh like at the time when he was playing you had <laughs> jean luc picard and professor x being played by the same person at the same time essentially that's so weird that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, like, I don't know. I, I, I got to say, I think that keeping Star Wars on its own is, w- is what should be done. Yes. But I'm, I'm surprised they haven't I'm I'm impressed by their uh, restraint. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away by their restraint, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Whatever. There's a I bunch of dumb stuff. I wonder if Lucas was like, I'll sell it to you, but... There's one thing. You can't make it meet with any other... There will never be a Mickey Mouse in Star Wars. Uh, it's too late. I think we've already had Mickey Mouse in Star Wars. Well, E.T. was in it. That's, I mean, there's, that's true. Um. Yeah, so there it is. That's the books for this week. Yeah. Uh, not a ton, but some good stuff. Definitely. So check it out. Come buy some stuff. Come by the store. We're around. We're doing stuff. Or shop online at GhostCityComics.com. at GhostCityComics.com. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I guess that's all for this week. Follow us at Coast City Comics. Review the podcast. Do stuff. Yep. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week with more comical book stuff. Yes. Good. I think night. next week is Doom Patrol. Ooh, it is. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. See you. Bye. She me right in the eye.